I give out my Hawkeye Valentines today on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. A wild Big Ten continues on a crazy Valentine's night in the Big Ten. And the Iowa Hawkeyes, they prepare for their matchup as they take on the Buckeyes coming up this week. We hear from Fran McCaffrey all today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Into the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, I'm Trent Condon, and thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button while you're there. If you're on the podcast side of things, five-star review. Subscribe on YouTube. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Well, we're giving out some Valentines here on Valentine's night. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the loves of Iowa sports and just in general, some of the things that the positivity needs to rain from time to time. Yeah, I can get a little bit negative at times. I completely understand it. Try to be as truthful as possible. And that's what I'm always going to be, at least what I see as the truth that is out there. But we're going to bring some positivity here to the show. Also going to talk about Iowa basketball and the Big Ten as a whole. Iowa's possibility of getting a double bye in the Big Ten tournament got a little bit better with the action that happened tonight. We will get into that and a whole lot more. And, of course, the Iowa women, they also get ready for one final tune-up before a big three-game stretch to wrap up the regular season. That's right, just four games remaining for the Iowa women before we get into the Big Ten tournament. But let's kick things off here with a little love. Valentine's, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you I maybe got something good from the significant other in your world. I got some luggage, new suitcases. That was great for the road trip that I had and the a vacation that I was on. But my batteries are recharged, ready to go. And we're going to talk positivity. We're going to go positive here because there is a lot to love if you're a Hawkeye fan. First of all, I love just that. I love being a Hawkeye fan. I love that I grew up in this state and how important it was to be a Hawkeye. Growing up in the time period that I did, I'm 42. And Iowa basketball in the 80s, it was as big as it's going to get. I mean, it was just an absolute huge part across the state. I grew up in north central Iowa, but it doesn't matter what part of the state you were. The games were syndicated across the state. It was an event. It was what you talked about. And it didn't matter if you were going to school or if you are going up to the gas station or if you're going to get a bite to eat. You talked about Iowa basketball. In the cold winters, it was about Iowa hoops. And I love that. I, I love those memories, and I love what a important part of Iowa, it was to be a Hawkeye basketball fan. Hawkeye football, obviously, as well. And we still see the stickers on the helmets with the ANF, America Needs Farmers, and the story that Hayden Fry continued to push out there about the plight of the small farmer that was out there and how important that was to the state. Look, we're the underdog here, right? It's flyover country. We are not people when they're talking about the blue bloods of any sport short of wrestling. We're not the program that is talked about. We're not the athletic department. In fact, the smallest athletic department of the public universities in the Big Ten, it is Iowa. We are smallest in enrollment and a, much, a bunch of other factors. And yet, here we are talking about what this athletic department is and the successes that they've had. It's something to be excited about. Excited getting my acceptance letter to the University of Iowa and had a, a framed picture that my family put together with me. Me as a little kid, couldn't have been more than three years old with my Hawkeye jacket on, smiling ear to ear, and, and the same thing. And that importance and that 
connection that we have to the University of Iowa. It's something that I love. I love, as I said, on vacation this week, and one day wearing a Hawkeye hat as we're making our way to the pool and stop by a couple of different people talking about being from Iowa. And those connections that just continue, it's, it's something important, and it's something that I absolutely love. 42 years, I do not plan on leaving. I never plan on leaving our state. I want to be here for the rest of my life. Well, until retirement, we might look for something a little warmer during the winter months, but we're a long, long ways away from that. But I love that. And, and it's a big part. And when I'm talking about the love here of Valentine's Day, that's what I'm talking about. Being a Hawkeye, that love, that connection. I think it's important to so many of us out there. Another thing that I love, let's start with football. What we love right now, you have to love Phil Parker and that defense, what he has done and taking a great defense under Norm Parker and evolving, changing, realizing that, yes, we can still be really good running the 4-3, but you know what? We're going to evolve and we're going to go to 4-2-5 and we're going to implement the cash system. We're going to have an extra safety out there and a guy that has to play a little bit different, has to have corner skills and has to have tackling skills. The safety, a cornerback, and even an outside linebacker hybrid, finding that right guy, and he's been able to do that realizing going back to early in his tenure after Norm retired and some of the problems that they ran into on the defensive line. And what did he do? He didn't make excuses. He went out and he changed. And he said, we, yes, would love to have four great defensive linemen, but let's try to get eight. Let's get a rotation. Let's keep these guys fresh. Let's have them out there and playing their best for 40, 45, 50 snaps a game, as opposed to 85, 90 snaps a game. And we've seen the success that has come along with it. Another thing I love about the Iowa program is just that hard work nature. Yes, it is great to see these guys and the way that they do it and and what they put in. And it's something that is very proud to be an Iowan, to be a Hawkeye fan, to be an alum, and to be able to see those things for everybody out there and to see what they are in an embodiment of our state and the way that many of us grew up here. And it could be guys from all across the country, and we have certainly seen that but also that extra heartbeat and seeing those guys here locally, the guys that you watched in high school, the guys that grew up in your area, whatever it may be. And that connection again is such a huge part of it. Also the special teams, what LeVar Woods has done. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Iowa has had good kickers in the Ference era. Kading, of course, we've had good punters, but just the next level that LeVar Woods has been able to take it to. In fact, one of the exercises here of the offseason, I found some numbers that I ran across that I'm going to bring to uh, everybody listening and watching out there about going from always solid special teams, for the most part, outside of a couple of hiccups there in the Kirk Ferentz era, and what LeVar has done to elevate it to a completely another level. So some fun stuff there, and certainly have to. And since it's positivity and it's Valentine's Day, well, today we're not going to talk about the offense as we're handing out our love. Well, we talked about some basketball there at the top, and I love Fran McCaffrey. Now, are there things that drive me a little bit nuts about him? Sure. We talk about the two-foul participation. Guy gets a f- two fouls in the first half, and they're not going to play the rest of the half. Yeah, that is absolutely frustrating to me. I've talked to Fran about it on my radio show before, and he has his theory. I have mine. It's a difference of opinion. Any game situations, I would like him to use more timeouts. There's all kinds of things that you can point to, and it doesn't matter the basketball coach. It doesn't matter if you're an NBA fan and your coach is excellent, and yet there's going to be things. That's just the nature of basketball. But bringing this program back from the depths that they were under, there were people that said, short of Northwestern, this was the worst job in the Big Ten. After the disaster of Steve Alford turning into an absolute quagmire with Licklider, 
that Iowa basketball wasn't going to be able to make it back. And yet, Fran McCaffrey has been able to do it. I mean, go back to this season. that The 0-3 start in the Big Ten, the loss to Eastern Illinois. It felt like it was going to be a lost season. And yet, here they are, once again, on the precipice of making the 8th NCAA tournament in the last 10 years. I love Fran McCaffrey for what he's done, the style of play along with it, the way that he has embraced the Iowa culture, something that that punk Steve Alford would never do. It was never about Iowa. It was always about Indiana for him and, more importantly, Steve Alford for him. No, Fran McCaffrey absolutely embracing what Iowa is. Chris Street and that story, welcoming players back. I've talked to numerous players, even players that didn't play for Fran McCaffrey and the way that that environment has improved so much in getting that Iowa basketball program to what it was throughout the late 80s into the 90s and now getting it back to that level once again. Absolutely something to be admired with. And that's not all, Hawkeye fans. I'm a wrestling guy, terrible wrestler growing up. Love the sport, though, and seeing Iowa out there competing, winning national championships. Yeah, Penn State has become a behemoth, but to know that we're going to have guys up there watching Spencer Lee, seeing that, the Iowa women's program, what they have been able to do over the last couple of years. And and with it, during the tenure of Lisa Bluter and the way that they have become just a year in, out, year, in year out, consistent winner, coupled with now maybe taking that next step and an evolution to the next level. We get to spring. You got Iowa baseball and, you know, those NCAA tournament runs that Heller had in 2015 and 2017 and, and feeling like you're right there coming back. You know they're going to be competitive. You know they're going to have a chance going into the Big Ten tournament to maybe get an NCAA tournament bid. And maybe this is a the year they put it all together. Iowa athletics as a whole. We get some pretty good stuff going on. Smallest athletic department out of the public universities. And yet here we are, the little engine that could. That's what I love on Valentine's Day about being a Hawkeye. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back on the other side, digging into basketball. That's right. The men's basketball team, they get ready for their matchup against Ohio State. We heard from Fran McCaffrey. We'll talk about that. Some of the ins and outs of that one. This Buckeye team, they are not playing great basketball right now. How dangerous are the Buckeyes? That's as we continue here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast brought to you by Bilt Bar. Looking for delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I've been talking about it. Went on vacation, wanted to be a little healthier, lose at least a couple of LBs. Well, one thing when I got that sweet tooth, want something good, eating healthier. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. So delicious, you don't even think they're good for you. What makes them so good? Well, 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Great flavors as well. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. You can still do that, but now... Go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They have them for you there. Go to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They got a four-bar box right now of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, how about a big box? A 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Trent kind of back with you again here on Locked. Don Hawkeyes. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Well, as we get ready for the NCAA tournament, we are inside of four weeks away. The Big Ten race continues to just be absolutely crazy. We see some ugly performances. One team's got to win, and that was certainly the case with Wisconsin and Michigan. Oof, yuck. 
0-14 run for Wisconsin from the field. Now they hit 12-14 for the free throw line, but just an ugly game. Now, here's the good news. In a way, Iowa kind of competing with Michigan there in that middle spot of the Big Ten. We hope Iowa can ascend further. We're going to get into that, but Wisconsin, maybe they pick up a couple more victories. That game that they had earlier this season and the one they have later this year, most importantly, they get in the top 75 of the net. And Iowa can go to Madison and get a win. Well, that'll be another quad one victory. Iowa right now, fifth in the country in terms of quad one victories. Number five in the country. Incredibly impressive out of the Hawkeyes there. We see Penn State just absolutely run Illinois off the floor. Pickett had a game of a lifetime, 41 points, eight assists. He was unbelievable. There's something about this Penn State team. I don't want to see Penn State again. I, I don't. Came back in the second half. We're down 18. Had an opportunity to win that game late. I know you want to. There's just. There's something about him, and, and that pick a kid, he is incredible. But maybe the biggest shocker of the night is Nebraska getting the win against Rutgers and not just winning the game, but doing it on the road. I know after the injury to Mott for Rutgers, uh, this team is not looking quite at the level that they were before. Many people considered them, if not the second best, maybe the third best team in the conference, and that's not the case, I don't think, minus them. Just not a real deep team right now, and they certainly need that. But Iowa, hey, we're rooting for Rutgers. Since we already have the two wins against them, we want them to remain high. Obviously, in terms of the net, you want to have that resume look a little bit better. Need Rutgers to get back on the right path of things. But it just it sets up this craziness that we have now going on in the Big Ten. You look at the standings right now. Of course, Purdue, they are the favorite and uh, the runaway right now at 12-3 and three in the conference. So the Boilermakers have lost two of their last three, including dropping one against Northwestern, a big comeback there. Indiana and Northwestern tied for second at 9-5. and five. And then you have, what? what is it? One, two, three, four, five teams at 8-6, and six, and then two more half game back, Rutgers and Michigan at 8-7. and seven. It's jumbled up. Gives an opportunity for Iowa, though, to jump up there and maybe get that double buy. So what's a realistic goal for this team? As they sit here at 8-6, and six, we know Ohio State coming up on Thursday night. It's not a must-win. Look, look, metrically, though the Buckeyes have only won one game since the calendar turned to 2023. I mean, just think of that. Ohio State has only won one game, and it, of course, came against the Hawkeyes. And that game up in Columbus when the defense fell apart in the second half. But since January 1st, they have lost. Every single game. Beat Northwestern on the first, and since then, they are over 1-12 in their last 13 games. The only win came against the Hawkeyes. So Iowa, get revenge, get payback. This is a team that's wounded. They're out there. They're trying, but it's just not clicking right now. Sensabaugh's a problem. He's a really talented guy, but this is one at home. You definitely got to win. Certainly, if you're talking about a double bye, this is one you got to put in the win column. Northwestern and Wisconsin then, back-to-back, starting on the road Sunday, and then next Wednesday, the 22nd, as they go to Bucky and make their way to Madison. If you can steal one of those games, I think you're feeling really good about the potential of getting that double bye. That means a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Don't have to play until the quarterfinals. It is a huge, huge advantage, though. Iowa ripped off four wins in four days a year ago. Michigan State after that, we'll see what happens with Sparty. Obviously, uh, hearts, thoughts, prayers, everything going out to the Michigan State community and what they dealt with uh, on their campus. Just absolutely heart-wrenching. Uh, some of the stories there. Indiana, and then they wrap up with Wisconsin, uh, excuse me, Nebraska at home. Four and two is probably what you're looking at here for the Hawkeyes. You get to four and two, I think you got a real shot. Tiebreakers, a lot of them advantage for Iowa at this point in time. The way that it's set up for them, really a big opportunity for them to make that run 
and make their way into getting a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament and with it a top four seed getting that double buy. So there's a site out there, bball.notnothing.net. Again, bball.notnothing.net. And what it does is you just put in the games, all the games that are there in the Big Ten, you punch them in, and then it spits out what the Big Ten tournament bracket would look like with that happening. So what we got to do, first of all, is we got to change a couple of things here because it had the games going into tonight. They had Illinois beating Penn State. That didn't happen. Had Rutgers beating Nebraska. That didn't happen. Did have Wisconsin over Michigan. But it also goes and uses uh, the Sagarin rankings, and that's how it spits it out. So let's just calculate seeds, and if everything plays out now according to form, this is what it spits out. Purdue is your conference champion at 17-3. and three. Then a three-way tie for second place between Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana. Iowa, in this scenario, would finish a game out of first place. They would be tied for fifth at 12-8. and eight. But the bracket that it spits out, eh, you get the winner of Ohio State, Penn State, in that second round on Thursday. Then Indiana, who would be the four seed. And then potentially Purdue in the semifinals. That's tough road. <laughs> that's an incredibly tough road. So let, let's hope it doesn't play out in that scenario there. Well, and as we found out tonight, it, more than likely, that is not going to happen. There's upsets. There's crazy things that happen. And just another thing as jumbled as all this is, it shows you that there just aren't that many great teams. And that's not just a Big Ten thing. And that's a college basketball team. Kansas saw them what the Jayhawks were able to do, bouncing back and, and getting the victory. They lost three straight for the first time in the Bill Self era. Baylor playing really well in that conference. They started 0-3 in conference play. Houston, are they unbeatable? They certainly haven't looked like it in the American at times this year, and they're playing in the American Athletic Conference. It is a wide-open season. Bracketing is going to be incredibly important. That's going to be a huge piece to this, too. But, Hawkeye fans, we got a lot in front of us here. And, again, a Valentine heart to Fran McCaffrey of not just this year, but what he's done for this Iowa program. It has been absolutely outstanding. We got one more segment to go. The Iowa women prepare for their matchup against Wisconsin. We'll tell you just how big it is for the Iowa women. A few other news and notes also coming, including a new walk-on, a potential fun one for the Iowa team. We'll talk about that as we roll through here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast is Brought to you by FanDuel. Well, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything for the money line, point scores, three-pointers made. They got it set up this week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to Thursday night. There's just three games as they will finish up the first half of the season. They're past the halfway point, but before the all-star break, looking at that Thursday slate. Well, I'm a T-Wolves fan, so that's a part of it. They're playing the Wizards, but two national games. You're a Bucks fan. You're a Bulls fan here in the Midwest. I know a lot of people are fans of both those teams. How about the Clippers and Suns? So many different things that you can do. Not just betting on point spreads, money lines, but all the player props that they have. You can set things up. They have these exclusive bets as well. The two by three, two three-pointers made in the first three minutes. In today's NBA, uh, that's a fun one to jump on. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets 
for a chance at a bigger payout with their same game parlays. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet of up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Trent Connick continuing here with you on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks again for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast. It's Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. You can hear from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players with Lockdown College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So we talked about the men's team and obviously a huge matchup for them coming up this week, what they have in front of them. Look, they're all big. When you're fighting for position, you're fighting for your NCAA tournament lives. That's a huge part. Iowa on bracket matrix right now, they are the best seven seed, if you will, or right on the precipice of the best six Creighton lost also tonight. So there's another component you can throw in there. They were one of the teams that was listed above them. Like, one thing we also have to realize when we're talking about these resumes, and I saw some people freaking out last week. So Jerry Palm, he's the bracketologist over at CBS Sports. Now, Palm's a Boilermaker and a bit of a curmudgeon, um, but he's in the game. He's been doing it for a long time. And he dropped Iowa from a sixth seed in his last bracket down to an eighth seed. What Iowa do last week, well, they beat Minnesota like they should, and they lost to the at the time, number one team on the country in the road in Purdue. How can you drop them with just that one loss from a six to an eight? Remember, this isn't in a vacuum. This is not just about Iowa. It's about everybody else in college basketball. And there are teams that are winning streaks, and there's teams that are on losing streaks. So we can't, I know, what we care about is the Hawkeyes. I get it. That's what we care about. And maybe secondarily, it's the Big Ten, right? Yes, I get all that. But realize that it's not in a vacuum. Everything else that happens in college basketball, just not the results of Iowa, it also matters to this. So that's something that you have to keep in mind here. And on top of it, don't get over the tips of your skis. Maybe you're a Lenardi guy at ESPN. I think he stinks in comparison to a lot of the bracketologists that are out there. There's some really good ones out there. There are guys that don't do, I don't think, the work that is a requisite to get things right. Ultimately, hey, we will find out on Selection Sunday exactly where things are and how far many of these people are. It's not a difficult process. I mean, we know pretty simply the criteria that it takes to be an NCAA tournament team around what they're going to be. And if Iowa goes four and two, like we mentioned, gets up there towards the top of the Big Ten, finishes in the top four or five this year, gets to 12, maybe even 13 wins in the Big Ten. And we're going to be having some different type of conversations with this team and, and just how high they can go. Well, we've seen how high this Iowa women's basketball team can go as they have got up into the top five this year. Just two losses in conference play. The loss to Illinois way back, which feels like a lifetime ago. And then, of course, last week as they fell at Indiana. Now, they'll get a chance of revenge with the Hoosiers in the last game of the regular season. That should be a fun one at Carver Hawkeye Arena. But coming up on Wednesday night, it will be a chance to Get right against Wisconsin. Now, they demolished Rutgers on Sunday, and it was one of the more impressive offensive outfits you're going to see, putting up 111 on the board. Everybody that played got in the score column. That was great to see. And this is another chance to do that, because after that, it's back-to-back -back road trips. One to Nebraska, who's okay. And the court Huskers aren't great. They fought hard in Carver, too. Remember, that game was also played on Fox. It was the a second Fox game of the year, as Iowa also played against Michigan on Big Fox. But 
that Nebraska team, they battled back in the fourth quarter, kind of made it tighter than you thought it was going to. They're going to battle. And Nebraska knows if they have any shot of being an NCAA tournament team, look, they got to still win a ton of games to get to that point. But the Husker ladies, they certainly realize getting that kind of win is going to bolster their resume against the, against the top 10 Iowa team and the metrics that are in Iowa's favor. They know how important that is for them. Then it's a road trip back to Maryland. Going out there, Brenda Freeze will have her team ready to go. Iowa ran them out of the gym in the matchup at Carver. Going to be in a different environment there before the Indiana game. So this game against Wisconsin coming up, on Wednesday night, it's a chance maybe rest some legs, get the girls out a little bit earlier, get those ladies off the floor. If you're cruising, if you're up 15, 20, 25, which easily can happen against this Wisconsin team, give them a little bit of a break, right? It's going to be a long run. That stretch, the Big Ten tournament's always such a grind. Want to be peaking come March. This is really the last, I believe, opportunity you're going to have that to get that kind of easy coasting victory. Go out. Take control early, and, and with Caitlin Clark and company, you're certainly going to be able to get that. Football, one final note on the football front. So Iowa picks up a walk-on. Now, we don't, we don't talk a ton about the walk-ons. We brought up a few of them, but there is something interesting about this cornerback uh, that makes his college choice the other day, Amari Bickham from Texas. Now, it's a Texas cornerback, 6'1", 165. All right, so... Relatively tall, certainly for a cornerback at six foot one, 165. All right, a little bit light, but also his dad played at the University of Iowa. Just I, I love those connections and something kind of coming full circle to what we talked about at the top. Love those connections, seeing former players that you remember watching, grew up with those guys, and now seeing their sons out there or their daughters playing for the university. It's just one of those cool stories, too. Plus, it goes back to another one of those points at the beginning. Phil Parker likes him, and especially a defensive pack. Give him a shot. Hey, he's done some things with those guys in the past. But a fun, intriguing name uh, coming up there on the walk-on class. The walk-on class we're going to talk about uh, here in the coming weeks leading into spring football. I think there's a real chance of a lot of these guys uh, striking a big in the Iowa program. We know how important walk-ons are to the success of the Iowa football program. It looks like potentially Maybe another one that they're going to have an opportunity to have there. So that is all coming your way here on Locked On Hawkeyes. That will do it here for today. Thanks again for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Our experts, Isaac Shoddy and Ian Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the floor. Plus, you can hear from the big names, the coaches, the players, all throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball. You want to get ready for your brackets, maybe feel good about your knowledge of the Big Ten. Maybe it's the Big 12, the Missouri Valley here in the Midwest. Maybe you're an East Coaster watching us or a West Coaster. You got other conferences, you know. We want to know it all. Locked on college basketball. It is your spot. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll recap what we see in the Iowa women's game against Wisconsin. We'll talk more football, a few news and notes, and Yes, well, maybe some of that positivity will go away after Valentine's Day. Enjoyed it. Always enjoy our conversations here. We got Jace coming in later in the week. LaShawn will also stop by as we break down everything Hawkeyes we do with you each and every day on Lockdown Hawkeyes. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.